Here we go. It's only four words. This is something something Bronco. This one's for Pat. Let's go. Can you smell this? There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Ten people back in the system. Featuring Mike DeSico and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Broncos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, and he is Mike DeSico, and we have an initial, initial, very important word there: fifty-three man roster. Mike, how you doing? Just like the uh, 53-man roster, I'm fluid. I'm just going with the flow. I'm ever-changing. I can't would like me to down, sign baby. Chad Mustard and then cut him just, just for old-timey sake. That would be nice. You know, I would like to find, like, some seventh wide receiver and just put him on uh, the practice squad eight different times this season. Is Darius Watts available? Yeah, maybe activate him once, but not actually play him. It just feels like football season when that happens. You know, <laughs> the guy, poor guy, stuffs this entire locker in a trash bag, and then they're like, "Ha just kidding!" No, no, no we were yeah. kidding. No, they're like, kidding "Don't go too that. far. Leave your phone on. We'll see you on Monday." And they flag him down in the parking lot. Yeah. So the Broncos released some veterans, some names you know, because on Wednesday we can put probably three players to what George Payton said onto short-term IR, which means three of these players we released are going to be signed back tomorrow, Wednesday, when. We put players on short-term IR. Candidates for short-term IR include P.J. Locke, Chris Manhurts, Demary Mathis, Riley Moss, Alec Palzweski, and Quan Williams. So of these players here that were released today, you got Marquez Calloway and Lil Jordan Humphrey, running back Tony Jones, Jr., and defense back Fabian Moreau and nose tackle Mike Purcell. Three of those guys are coming back. My guess is little Jordan, hum- little Jordan Humphrey. He just seemed to shine better than Marquez Calloway. Although, uh, as we saw today with a kicker, Sean Payton likes former Saints. The heart see- wants what the heart wants. The heart wants it. I don't see Tony Jones coming back. And with a uh, potential of three to four defensive backs going on uh, short-term IR, you got to like defensive back Fabian Moreau's chances of coming back. And then Mike Purcell, they just redid his contract. And actually last year at this time, they released him as well because they had to move like a Greg Dulcich onto short-term IR. Then they brought Mike Purcell back the very next day. So I, my guess is that's, that is what's going to happen to him again. It's an annual tradition. I love it. You know, it's Purcell can't like it though. It's like, just, just leave me on the roster. I restructured my contract. What else do I have to do? Anyway, but I bet you he's back. Three of these players, they say, are going to go on short-term IR. I thought I read that Palzweski, I'm probably not pronouncing that correctly, is not going Paul, to be. Palzuski. Palzuski. Cool. Um, so, you know, P.J. Locke was hurt on August 15th in practice. He hasn't been on the field since. Um, so some of these guys, it's just we don't have the inside medical information that Peyton, Peyton has. I don't even think Peyton has it. So we're just going to have to kind of wait and see what the moves are. It doesn't, sound the one like, that... uh, it doesn't sound like uh, Peyton is all that thrilled with uh, with the 53 as it sits here now, initially. Uh, no. His, uh, his quote. It was a good quote. He said, we're going to be here till 2 a.m. working on this. If I was happy with like the 53-man roster, we would be home at 6 p.m. eating dinner. 
Although, really, how often is he home at 6 p.m. eating dinner on cutdown day? Sean Payne, I could see it. Last year. Some other, some other coach I could see, no, because I've got to be working hard. I'm a football coach. Got to, you know, ignore my wife and kids and sleep at the office. But Sean Payne, I could be like, fine, I'm going home. I think he could get away with it. Yeah. I, he could. I, He's I don't really it. think they're going to be wheeling and dealing at 2 a.m. I mean, is that really? No, but I mean, they're going to be watching film and breaking it down. And we're fifth in uh, the waiver claim order. So what positions are vulnerable? If you're on the Broncos roster and you're just hoping your phone doesn't ring tonight because you can still get cut because they picked up somebody else. Which positions do I think that they are going to pursue? I don't think that anybody that they add at this point is going to contribute very much uh, a week from Saturday. Uh, when you play the Raiders, I think that they yeah, are the only pl- for, for extreme depth and they are assembling their practice. Plan. I think so. Too. I think the only player that's going to uh, make an impact in our first game is Will Lutz, who is a kicker. The Broncos traded a seventh round pick for today from the New Orleans Saints cut uh, Maher. So he's our kicker at least week one. Um, but some of these guys, Do you think that's an upgrade? Do you think it's a lateral move? Do you think- it's a lateral move, but you know, if the coach feels comfortable with them, then cool. They seem to be roughly the same kicker. I thought I saw that uh, Lutz was a little bit worse than uh, McManus last year, but he is what I'm he is. To, I'm starting to question the McManus dismissal. For, like, if if you told it's, me that we would get rid of Brandon McManus in favor of Will Lutz, um, I I would not have been as very enthusiastic uh, about that. Yeah, it's not looking good as it goes along, but kickers are you can find a kicker, and hopefully they have. That's all. But these guys that they're signing tomorrow, they're going to play at some point because our wide receivers are going to go down hurt again. Defensive linemen are going to go down. Some of these guys we sign come November, December are going to be really important. So I'm really interested to see what happens. And I wouldn't be surprised at any position. You know, are they going to pick up a third quarterback? They released the Nooch. The Nooch they was Skadoosh. The they Skadoosh the Nooch. And can we say dicks on this show? Sure. Because they're dicks. Why would you skadoosh the noose? Going skadoosh is the noose. I, I'm uh, I'm hopeful that they'll reverse skadoosh the noose and bring. Oh yeah, tomorrow. the reverse skoosh. <laughs> I agree, uh, but they. Might, I, I wouldn't be surprised. The reverse skadoosh. The only position I don't see him doing is a punter. Got to figure the down a kicker. I mean, heck, the long snapper battle was won by some guy. But if they brought in another guy, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but no, there's. I think they're just scanning for like the best available players. They're not a team that's like. We just need that backup tight end, and we are good to go. We need we people at every Square, single spot. We are going to win a Super Bowl. Yeah, no, it's, we're not in that position. I I totally agree. And you know, with with the injury to to Jerry Judy and you know Montreal Washington, Kendall Hinton, and Little Jordan Humphrey being uh, released. Hopefully, Little, Little Jordan, Jordan comes back on Wednesday. So I, there's I, two- I wouldn't be surprised if we see one, two, or maybe all three of them back on the Broncos roster at some point during the season. I mean, although Montreal. He really didn't show much uh, on on offense uh, or or even on return. special teams. And I'm really curious <laughs> who's going to be lining. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if our punt and kick returners weren't really on the roster yet. Uh, yeah, I, there's been talk about Mims, but if uh, Peyton and the coaches didn't want to expose him on punt returns this early in the season, when he's just coming back, I wouldn't be surprised. But I don't. I, don't, I mean, our kick returners may not be on the roster yet. So you think there will be someone who plays uh, against the Raiders? They could be. Um, Maybe the coaches do, and they've uh, already decided, and they just wait, dude. We haven't even got to the biggest news of the day. Albert Owigbemogbon was released, but Hold then on. he was wait after you're saying. And then he was it. traded. What? Albert Okawibanam. 
Albert. You you could be right. I don't know. Okay, Albert O. You just got to say it fast. That way people can't. Okay, we've been going on. Um, he was, everybody thought he was released. Then he wasn't. Then he was traded to the Eagles. Um, you know, Schlereth put out the tweet showing him getting blasted on a uh, run play. And somebody else said, you're cherry picking uh, clips. And they showed, here's some clips of him blocking really well on run plays. We all saw what he did on Sunday, Saturday, excuse me. He was playing into the fourth quarter of the last preseason game, which was a bad sign, but he was doing really well. I, for one, was shocked that he was uh, not on the 53 roster, 53 man roster. Are but you know? I, wasn't. I, I, I thought- was. I thought after Sunday that Sean Payton was like, I can find a way to use this guy. I can find a way to get this guy 35, 40 catches, five, six touchdowns. I can find a way to scheme this guy and make him a player. And that's what I thought was going to happen. To the Eagles. To the Eagles. He <laughs> schemed that, him that, right to the Eagles. That's ultimately what did happen. He, he made something yeah. out of Alberto, and he's an Eagle now. And, that, and that's great. And I, it's I, a six-round pick in 2025, I think it was. Yeah. So and we gave up a seventh. We gave up a seventh, and, and we lose Alberto, and we, we pick up a sixth in like two years. So, it's, yeah. I mean, in so, two years, we're, like, if, if we're still thinking about Alberto and what could have been we're in a lot worse spot than we are probably. All I know is that when that uh, pick comes up, I'm going to have dancing in the streets queued up and I'm going to be playing it. I'm going to have confetti going on because we're finally going to see the payoff of this trade. And it's going to be, it's going to be magical. 2025. It's going to be, yeah, you'll, by then you'll be 32, 33, 32. There you are. There you are. Be 32. Can't believe I mean, it either. So time goes fast. Uh, any uh, practice squad, uh, uh, candidates you want to see come back? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I obviously one of the names that pops out to me is uh, Kendall Hinton. I would, yeah. everybody loves Kendall Hinton. You would love to see him back, but at some point, if Kendall was like, if this other team is going to give me a chance to be a full time player, you've got to take it, right? Well, it's not often you get the opportunity to have a Hall of Fame quarterback play a wide receiver for you. Yeah, you can just pick up off the street, you know. Yeah, yeah. you know, as far as but as far as the uh, um practice squad i mean we don't know it's just going to be a matter of like i think guard uh kyle fuller could be a good candidate uh i think uh, thomasy laul i can't pronounce his name um could be but we don't know i mean like taylor grimes i i don't remember seeing making a single play at all but maybe they saw him do something in practice where they want like this is a guy that's a two-year down the road project but they like his physical skills so i don't know it's we could guess but that's all it would be is a guess i like to guess you do. You're terrible at guessing my age. 60... 67. Four. That's right. No, 67. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a very, very like vigorous 67. 64 year old, though. <laughs> gregarious. You go from vigorous to gregarious. Can we get petty for just a minute? And just... Oh, let's get petty. Petty's kind of... like the thing I do best. Yeah. Let's stir, let's stir some crap up. Remember Melvin Gordon? Remember him? You know, I had a thought of him, but then I dropped it. So oh. I can't remember. Yeah. Well, like that he? thought you had, he was just yeah. dropped uh, by the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and humbled his last chance, I guess. That's oh, just slipped through his fingers. It's right through his fingers. Um, ah. Melvin Gordon, very unpopular person. I'm, from the day he was signed, like, why do we need him? Why are you signing him in the first place? Um, but he was a good Bronco. A lot of people don't like who he was. I seem to like him. He just talked a lot of junk. I, he I did. I mean, he's he not my favorite part of all time. Not, not, full, not very much on the walk. I don't have as negative opinion of Melvin Gordon as some people do. It was time for him to go last year. He burned 
his bridges through his play. I get that, but I don't hold him in the hatred that some Bronco fans do. No, it's not hatred. I think it's more of just like a neener, 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 like sure. up yours, pal, kind of thing. I don't think yeah. I mean, it's not hatred. I mean, hate is a very strong word. So let me let me actually ask you this. Just just to pose a question. Pose, baby. Uh, your druthers, if you could have either one of them back in their in their prime with the Broncos, like we have to be very clear because these two gentlemen had very good primes elsewhere. Uh, Jamal Charles or Melvin Gordon. Which one would you rather have? Oh, Melvin Gordon. I was so excited about uh, Jamal Charles, and I was really excited for him to kind of uh, toss it in the Broncos' face, uh, the Chiefs' faces a little bit, you know, but it didn't work out. But here's the thing about Melvin Gordon. He had 986 yards his first year, nine touchdowns, 918 yards, eight touchdowns. If he had gotten 14 more yards and 82 more yards and he had 1,000 right in front of those, the scenario, if he had gained in those two years – just 100 yards more, the perception on Melvin Gordon would be wildly different. It would be Philip Lindsay territory, who is phenomenally overrated. But he had those 2,000-yard seasons, so everybody thinks, holy God, this guy is amazing. Well, he had so. all those yards, but he also had all those fumbles. Like, and, and let's not forget, Jamal Charles also came on, and, and right when he was like kind of hitting his peak, he was mm-hmm. benched. He was like shelved for like no reason. Like, I, I, it, something must have happened. Actual stuff or something. Yeah. Something must have happened because he was – he was finding his stride, and then he was in the witness protection program. So yeah, uh, yeah, I had I had extremely high hopes for Charles. I thought it was a great signing, and I was and yeah, and I'm not trying to apologize for uh, Melvin Gordon. I'm just saying people only remember the bad and forget all the good. And some of those I, bads, like that first the to first game against Seattle, and I thought we were going to be petty together, and you just came to his defense. And I know, I really, I don't know. I just don't, I don't feel the strong it. hate towards the Mel- I mean, like that fumble against Seattle, and then you know, was it the one against Philadelphia? Albert Awubabubam's new team were just heartbreaking. But I don't know. He had he was better than some people give him credit for. So hot take there, just in the direction you didn't expect. So Mike, now that we've got yeah. the initial. 53-man roster. It's initial. Don't get, it's don't initial, get it's too fluid, excited. Baby. It could change. It's running through my fingers. Don't get it so attached. Has your perception of how the season's going to go changed based off of who made the roster, or is it kind of pretty much the same? What, are you are you optimistic? What, put your thumb to the wind, Michael. Tell me, tell me what you see in our future. So my perception of this season doesn't change based at all on who made the roster. Mike Purcell getting cut coming back doesn't change anything it all comes down to is sean payton going to be better than nathaniel hackett obviously how much better and how much better will russell wilson be because of that and i think i predicted in our over the summer nine and eight that's correct and honestly i'm probably going to stick with that i feel nine and eight was optimistic at that point but i feel a little bit more confident that they will be a winning team but maybe not a playoff team but there will be steps forward. There will be progress. And I'm hoping to look back at the season as a successful step as opposed to it being a fully formed football team right now. That may be something for next year. What about you? You were insane. You are just a homer running around waving a Broncos flag. You ended up going, what, 11 and 6? 11 and 6. And 11 and 6. I, and I tell me I'm now. delusional. I'm in good company. Tim Lynch, Lori Lattimore Volkman also came up with two fine Americans. Uh, very fine Bronco fans. Love uh, them both. I yeah, we're delusional. Uh, there's no way we're winning 11. 
But when we look at a game for game for game basis, 11 was the number we all came to on our own. We didn't all Except for the, the smart games. person here on the podcast. Yeah, nine and eight. And then when we win four games, we can all just feel really stupid. <laughs> yeah. So you're, you're sticking with 11 and six. I have to. That's what I, it's what I picked. That's what I picked. Do you remember? Well, uh, do you remember? Well, this but the entire point matchup? was like, but the entire point was like, after seeing them now in the preseason, seeing Sean Payton and his effect, did that alter your perception? And so for me, mine was an optimistic nine and eight, but now I feel it's like a confident nine and eight. So subtle change, but you are still hell no, 11 and six playoffs. Here we come. So, okay. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you, I'm going to only look as far as next, next game, the first game, week one, one game at a time, baby Raiders at Broncos rise and grind one game at a time. Do you remember how you uh, picked that game? Uh, I believe I had the Broncos winning it. You, Tim, me, and Lori all picked the Broncos to win that game. Yes. So we'll stay tuned for how that shakes out. Because uh, if we don't win that, then all of our predictions are for naught. And we are sure. It's a bad sign if they can't win this one. <laughs> um, because look at what's they, – they have like everybody's saying the um, first, uh, what, four games of the schedule are like winnable. They've got to get off to a good start. Um let you me, had us going three and one, three and one in the first four games. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, we got the Raiders at home, the commanders at home at dolphins at bears. I think there's two things to look at this. We're looking at all four of those games are winnable games, but I think the Raiders, the commanders, the dolphins and the bears are also saying, yeah, we can beat the Broncos. You know, those aren't, those aren't gimmies. We're not the 2015 Broncos here. So they're one of gonna, us is wrong. They're going to be tough. They're going to be, Tough, tougher games. Those might be the easiest part of our schedule, but they're still going to be really tough games because the next four, the Jets at Chiefs, Packers, Chiefs. So, man, we're going to run a gauntlet in the second four. So if you're not like three and one at least, two and two, it's going to be, be a, a bad season. year. If, yeah. it's, if, you're, if you come out of those four games, one and three, it is going to be a long season. So stay tuned to wherever you get your podcasts. For something something Broncos, part of the Mile High Podcast Network, um, part of the Burke fans first. You know who's fun to follow on Twitter? Um, Jezru. I'm yes. So much, fun. dude. You're a hoot. Oh my god. Yeah. So follow me, and then when you're done with that, follow Michael. Mike. My mother calls me Michael, and you are. Mikey. You're not my real mother, Jess. Clean <laughs> your room. Um. No. <laughs> no. No. Mike, what's your Twitter? It's at Mike DeSico, common spelling. Excellent. Well, that's it for, for this week. Um, thank you for listening. And um, Mike DeSico, I am Jess Place. And for Jess Place, I'm Mike DeSico. See you next week. Do we Talk say let's ride still? Is no. that dead? No. It's we're, dead. We're, we swapped it with Randy Macho Man Savage after Oh, yeah. Yeah. Comparatively speaking, you are like a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. Yeah. And I am the entire desert.